Good morning, everybody. I would like you. I would like to ask you if you are able to please stand and let's honor our 2023 graduates as they enter in this morning. here from Northview Harvest Ministries. We're so proud of all of your accomplishments, guys. It's wonderful. So as I call your name, if you will um, come forward, I'll read your information, and then you may walk to Pastor Tim and get your card, okay? Our first graduate is Stephanie Marie Barfield. She is not here this morning, and I do not have her information, but let's give her a big hand for her accomplishments. <laughs> Stephanie is actually Miss Helen Barfield's granddaughter and Miss Tucker's great-granddaughter. And you know, we have a long history with them. If you know anything about Northview Harvest Ministries, they were there in the very beginning when we moved here. So we're very proud of Stephanie. All right, Melissa Marie Crumbly. <laughs> Melissa's parents are Brandon and Beth Crumley. Her grandparents are Mark and Michelle Crumley and David and Ruth Darden. She has graduated from the Crumbly Education Center of Homeschool, and she earned a high school diploma. And she plans to go into the workforce, and she's interested in fashion and design. So let's give her a big hand. <clears throat> Amira Nicole Dial. Amir's parents are Misty Oxendine, and her grandparents are Freddie and Chris Oxendine. She has graduated from Christ the Cornerstone Academy and Richmond Community College. She has a high school diploma and an associate's in science. She was valedictorian at CTCA, graduated RCC with honors, will be a part of Western Carolina's Honor College. She's part of the National Society of High School Scholars member. She is an AP scholar in advanced placement. While in high school, she tutored college students in math and Spanish. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, she will be attending Western Carolina University in the fall and pursuing a degree in nursing. Afterwards, she will be pursuing towards becoming a nurse practitioner or a physical a physician's assistant. James Ronald Flowers, Jr. He is the son of Diana Herring. His spouse is Amber Flowers with Parker and Wyatt, his sons. He has graduated from St. Andrews University with an MBA, a Master's of Business in Administration. He will continue as the Business Continuity Manager at ServiceThread, a position that was he was promoted to after completing his MBA. 
Dylan Dakota Lee is our next graduate. He's not here either, but he graduated from CTCA and he's planning to attend RCC in the substation program. Let's give him a minute. Nevaeh Page Locklear. She is the daughter of John and Sarah Locklear. She graduated from Christ the Cornerstone Academy and has a high school diploma. She plans to attend UNCP for early childhood education. Jonathan and Melissa Milligan. His grandparents are Joyce and Ward Lowry, Terry and Geraldine Raspberry, Tammy and Whit Gibson, and Donald and Michelle Milligan. He graduated from Christ the Cornerstone Academy. He was in the Mason McGregor Scholarship and Jonathan Milligan Scholarship. He received both of those. He will attend Richmond Community College for two years in business, and then he wants to transfer to a four-year college also in business. Elizabeth Reeves, she is not with us today either. She is out of town, but I will read her information. She is the daughter of Jim and Wanda Albright. Her grandparents are Linda Norton and David Albright. Her husband is Colin Reeves. Her children, Savannah and Bo. She graduated from Richmond Community College with an Associate of Arts with Applied Science with the completion of practical, of practical nursing program. She was elected the Vice President of her practical nursing program class and she maintained an A average throughout the program. She will return to school to further her nursing education and her career. Let's give her a minute. <laughs> Keith Russell Thompson. <clears throat> Keith is the son of Keith, Keith is the son of Keith and Melanie Thompson. His grandparents are Russell and Ellen Thompson, deceased, and Elton is Sheila Mosley. He graduated from Scotland Christian Academy with a high school diploma. He earned the team MVP in baseball and all regional in baseball. He had plans to attend Richmond Community College in the welding program. Let's give them one more hand. Yes, y'all give them some love. Would you remain standing and let's say a word of prayer over these amazing young men and young women. Holy Father, we thank you today for your great goodness. We thank you for your designs and your plans. As you said through the prophet, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts, plans of a hope and a future and expected end. The psalmist said that we were fearfully and wonderfully made. You took great time to design every essence of our being. Lord, you work by appointments and times and seasons. You've already written the book of every person up here. 
their life story, their biography is already set in heaven all the way to the last period that will end their time in this realm. So between now and then, Lord, we pray your grace, your goodness, your anointing, your power, and your purpose, your plans to come in fruition, fullness in their lives. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray that you would bless them, Lord God, not just with worldly gain, not just with success, as much as we do pray for those things, but even more, God, I pray that their hearts would be sensitive to the voice of the Spirit of God in what he designed them to do. As the prophet said, and as the apostle Paul said, Lord, for this reason you separated me from my mother's womb. God, I pray that they find those reasons. And I pray that you would bless them, protect them, cover them, use them for your glory to advance the kingdom of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Y'all give them one more hand before you see them. to praise some love while they're coming up too, would you? Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27 and it shall come to pass in that day his yoke shall be lifted from off your shoulder mm -hmm. his burden will be lifted off your shoulder and his yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing the Messiah the Christ the anointed one. How many of y'all believe today that God is still the anointed one? How many of y'all believe he still does miracles and signs and wonders? How many of you believe today that the very stuff that the enemy of your soul, the enemy of your family soul, tries to weigh you down with and control you with? How many of y'all believe today that God still lifts those things, throws them into the ground, and crushes them underneath his feet. Hallelujah.
in my place of safety. I called on the Lord who is worthy of all praise, and he saved me from my enemies. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his only son, that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Today we come together with great gratitude from the Lord for the love of God that gives us a firm foundation. God's a firm foundation. Let's lift up another shout here. Let's lift up a shout. Hallelujah. Let's sing this. Christ is. You know what? Come on. Christ is my firm foundation. The rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken. Glad. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. Joy. I still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. So I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength. Cause I'm
Church, do you feel his love in the room today? As we've lifted up our hallelujah, his blessings with his presence, the king of glory walks among us as we worship him.
This is the operation of the gift of tongues. If you have the interpretation, please obey the Lord. Spirit has issued an invitation. Whatever you have need of, he has said, come, come. You don't have to wait till the end of the service. You can come right now. 
You can find a place to kneel around the front here. You can make an altar right where you are, but bend your heart to the Father right now and allow him to minister to you. These songs that we've praised him and worshiped him with this morning have been all about our level of trust in him and how we're going to command our souls to bless the Lord regardless of our circumstances because we are built on a firm foundation and that is Christ the Savior. So if you're dealing with disappointment today, if you're dealing with loss and heartache and questions that you just don't have answers to, bow your heart and your will to the Father as we worship him. During our rehearsal time this morning, a prophetic word came forth, a prophetic song actually, and he said that he was here and that he was walking among us to heal the broken heart that we were to surrender it to him. Sometimes we're so broken and we're so hurt and we're so angry that that becomes our badge of honor and we wear it proudly. But don't let hurt, don't let anger, don't let disappointment, don't let the negative things that are a result of the fallen world in which we live and sadly bad decisions that many of us have made keep us from the Father in His grace, in His love, and in His mercy. He's calling for you today. Maybe you don't even have the words to say, but your tears are the words that you need to let go of today. So find a place. Bow your heart to Him. Command your soul to to answer His call. Worship Him. Through the pain, through the brokenness, through the heartache, As we have worshiped today, your praise and your worship, especially those of you who have been offering up the sacrifice of praise this morning, because you're here and you don't understand, but you're worshiping the Lord anyway. You're worshiping through the pain. You're worshiping through the continual disappointment. You're worshiping through things that did not work out the way you had hoped that they would. You're worshiping when it seems like circumstance upon circumstance is just getting dogpiled upon you, but you're still pressing through. The The Lord receives your worship this morning. God, our Father, receives your worship this morning. It is a sweet-smelling savor to him, and it is mingling with the worship that is going on in the throne room right now. We're about to worship him with another song, and it's called Come Up Here, Come Up Higher. I encourage you this morning to listen to Holy Spirit and let your worship come up to another level. Come up here this morning. Come up higher in your worship. Reach out to the only one who has the solution, the only one who can. The only one who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to his power at work within us. To worship you, hallelujah. To worship you, hallelujah. Hallelujah. To worship you through the pain, through the disappointment. Through everything that's going wrong around me To worship you, I live To worship you, I live, I live To worship you Although I'm being made to wait Again and again and again I will worship To worship you, I live To worship you Thank you. 
we make it all about you. We can't help but be the recipients of your grace and your blessings and your goodness and your mercy. So today we just say thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And we speak to our soul and say, don't you get shy on me. <laughs> You've got such a good, good Father, you need to let the lion loose inside of you and let it roar. Can we do that right now? Come on, let that lion roar. they've been on the prayer chain, they've been on the Wednesday night prayer shield, but we're so honored today to have uh, Pastor Chris Owensby and his beautiful wife Regina with us. I'm going to ask Chris if he would just come and lead us to the Lord in prayer. If you have needs that's not on this list, would you just lift your hand right now? God's mindful of them. He knows all about it. Praise you, Father. Would you lift your hands, everyone? Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus, we thank you for this awesome, tangible presence that's in this room. Hailing oil courses through this building, and we know it. Irregardless if there's someone who's walked in for the first time and never experienced anything like this, everyone in this room that is breathing is aware that you are in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, I come against sickness and disease anything that's causing people to hurt unduly that it does not belong in their lives. The requests that have been mentioned, the needs that are represented here, Lord, we alter our lives in your presence right now and in the authority of the name of Jesus, we speak healing, we receive miracles, we receive mighty breakthroughs, we thank you for transforming grace and Lord, just continue to do what you want to do the way you choose to do it in the remainder of this service in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody who agrees, shout amen. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. And you may be seated in his presence. I'd like Regina to come and stand right here and greet you as well. Regina's a Northview girl. We thank the Lord for saving her men, bringing her back home too. God bless you. It is so good to be home. <laughs> and uh, it's just great to see so many faces that, that I recognize. And, but more than anything, the presence of God is in this place. And I feel a spirit of gratitude all over this house. How many of you are just grateful for him? Grateful for everything he's done for you, for keeping you. So you can join with me in giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints, who has delivered us from the powers of darkness. Have you been delivered? He's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And I'm so grateful today. How about you? 
I'm excited about what God's going to do in this place today. I love you. Let's give Regina a big hand. Like I said, she's a Northview girl. I used to teach her piano lessons. She, she said that all she remembered about me was my white rain hairspray. <laughs> Um, and it's a baby. Is the baby here this morning? Oh, we have a miracle here today. Is he here or in the nursery? Okay, stand up. Let's see that miracle over there, Rebecca. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Look at there. Hold him up high, Daddy. Father, we thank you for what the doctors have done in that heart surgery, but we ask you to do what only you can do, the great physician, complete the work in Jesus' name. We speak healing to that baby's body. We say no more heart surgeries in the name of Jesus. We speak life to him. We decree and declare the plan and purpose that you have for him will be fulfilled. He will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord praise in Jesus' name. We also want to give God praise for Danica Thompson. She is actually walking and talking. Yes. Yes. Praise God. and she was burned over 80% of her body in a house fire. And the doctors were saying, you know, all not given a whole lot of hope, but, but God. Amen. And we're so thankful that she's walking and she's talking and she's off the ventilator and she's got a ways to go, but God's brought her a long way already. Amen. And we're so thankful for that. So good morning. It is so good to see all of you today at Northview Harvest Ministries. We're so happy to see our faith family and um, like Mom said, we're happy to have the Owensbys here this morning, and we're happy to have Louie and Tim this morning. Regina and I go a long, long way, like elementary school and Barbie dolls. That's how far we go. So we are very glad to have y'all. We love y'all so very much. Um, and we're so glad to see you this morning. We also want to give a big welcome to our online congregation. So let's thank everybody that's joining us this morning online. Yes. And if this is your first time here at Northview Harvest Ministries, or your first time in a really, really, really long time, if you'll look at your bulletin, there's a form inside that says first time here. If you will fill that out, it just tears right off. If you will take it to the Welcome Center at the end of service, through the store, to the right, we have a care ministry team there that will greet you, that will pray with you, that will get your information, and they'll give you a gift bag. So we want you to enjoy that to get some information about the church, and we're so glad that you are here today. I do have a few announcements, some things coming up tonight at 6 o'clock. We have corporate prayer and worship. We would love to have you join us for corporate prayer and worship. It is an amazing time with the Father. It is just a great time. You know, he says we're two or three or 
degree in his name, he'll be there. And he's always, he always meets us. Does he always meet you? Amen. You go to meet him? Amen. Also, we have our WM celebration, our women's ministries, this Tuesday night. So dinner is at 6, and the service will start at 7. So we hope you ladies will come out and join us for that. Also, next Sunday, first-time attenders luncheon. So if you're a first-time attender today, you are welcome to come for our luncheon next Sunday. Right after service, you don't have to bring a thing. We just want to feed you and get to know you and let you get to know some of our leadership. So we hope that you will join us for that. And next Monday night... VBS starts. Can y'all believe it's that far into June already? So we're excited about VBS. We're excited about what God is going to do and how he's going to minister to our children and children coming from outside for that. And on that Thursday night, they're having a carnival night. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of good stuff going on. Check your bulletin, y'all. Check your bulletin. Good stuff in here. Something for everybody. We do not want you to miss out, okay? So guess what time it is? It's time to give. Are y'all excited about giving this morning? Yes. <clears throat> so we just want to thank you for all of you that give to Northview Harvest Ministries. If you give online, if you give in-house, if you need a tithing envelope this morning, our ushers are coming forward. If you raise your hand, they'll get one for you. But we do just appreciate. We know a lot of you give online, and we are so grateful for that. We're grateful how you honor the Lord with your giving, how you honor the house here and we're just very grateful for however you give. So anybody need a tithing envelope? Okay, I think they're getting that. All right, we're going to ask the ushers to come forward. And if you'll stand, if you're physically able. We're going to honor the Lord with our tithe and offering for those of you that are giving in-house today. If not, you can just stand and enjoy the praise band as they play. Thank you so much for all that you do. You may come and give.
good all the time. And all the time. God is good. Come on, if you're happy and you know it. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. If you're happy and you know it, turn to your neighbor, let your face surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. How many of y'all ready? Let's make our confessions over this offering today. How many of you have seen God doing things through these confessions? And you are excited about what God is doing. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. If you would, let's make these confessions together. As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interests and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessing and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, are you ready for the Northview thing? Here we go. There is... I can't hear y'all. There, there is, is in the name of Jesus and on the authority of God's holy word. Now let's do our faith statement while we're up because we are strong, word ready, purpose filled. We will not be denied. And in Jesus' name, we will do everything. Not somehow, but triumphantly. Now, I added one more today. This is a place of hope. We are a people of promise, power, and his presence. We are focused on the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ and his harvest through worshiping, witnessing, warring, that is prayer, and working. That's who we are. Give the Lord a praise if you're glad to be a part of that. Now before you see it, I want you to do a little circle where you are. Find about three people. If you can't get to them, just wave at them. But if you can, give them a high five and let somebody know you're glad to be here today. Lord, we bless this offering today. We thank you for the people's obedience. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Y'all good-looking bunch of folk today. Y'all show Pastor Chris and Miss Regina some love one more time. It's good to have them, I'm going to say, home from Grenada. They're on loan to Grenada, Mississippi, but it's good to have them home. And uh, I appreciate, Tim, you guys uh, harboring them, harboring the fugitives for a couple of days. All right. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm excited about being a part of what God is doing in the earth today. Look at somebody and say, he is definitely at work. Yes, 
Now, I'm going to mess some of y'all up today. Is that all right? Can y'all work with me? It's hashtag time. So get your smartphone, your tablet or whatever out and uh, go to your Facebook page if you got it. Find that uh, Northview Harvest Ministries. I was, Kim and I went to Columbia for my grandson's birthday yesterday. And uh, all morning I've caught myself almost saying Crossroads Word Outreach Center. So uh, if I say that, it's hard to get something out of your system after 13 years. And then to go back and visit, I guess it's just been in my mind. But uh, I want you to go to the Northview Harvest Ministries. You can go to Crossroads later, but right now we're going to Northview, all right? I need you to find this video that is live. I want you to go and hit the share button. But here's the hashtag we're going to use today, all right? Work with me. Swole up. Swole up. I know that's too country for some of y'all. How many, how many country folk have I got in here when you hear swole up, kind of get a mental picture, you swole up, all right? Just work with me, you city folk. We'll get y'all caught up in a minute. Miss Jean Callahan, y'all country enough out in, in Gibson enough for me to work that? Swole up. Daniel, is she telling me the truth? Swole up. Look at somebody say, we're going to get swole up up in here today. Some of y'all scared because y'all don't know what in the world I'm talking about. But trust me, I'm going to show you something. <laughs> Pastor Faye, don't start laughing up here now and get me tickled. All right, we're going to get swole up. I'm going to go home today and get swole up too because my wife had something in the crock pot last night that had the house smelling good when I went to bed and smelled better when I woke up. So I'm going to go home and get even more swole up. But right now we're talking about a spiritual swole, Okay. Hallelujah. And I want you to go ahead and put uh, the marker on there, your location for Northview Harvest Ministries. And let me just say before we go on any farther, in Acts chapter 16, there was some guys thrown into prison, some Christian guys. The devil's trying to stop them. And God miraculously caused their handcuffs to fall off, the shackles to open up off their, their feet. He caused the prison doors to open up. And while they're sitting there, they didn't even, they had so much peace in this entire situation. And I've been amazed at that because I said if those were my call boys, they'd have been, that jail would have been empty. As soon as that door cracked open, we'd have been gone. Can I get a witness? What about you Marlboro County people? Is that close enough home, Kobe? We good? But this was in a city called Philippi and that guy runs in, the jailer, because his life was going to be taken if those men had escaped. He saw they were still there. And I want you to look at verse 30. And he brought them out, the jailer, the warden, brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Would you just read verse 31 out loud with me? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, you and your household. And I just want you to follow along with me very quickly, folks. I'm not preaching. This is the appetizer. To everybody under the sound of my voice, whether in this room or watching this live or archived later, I need you to understand. If you are going to be a qualifier for any of the promises of God and the great things of God that I'm going to talk about in the next little bit, you must be saved first. And to be saved is going to take more than you just repeating, parroting a little token prayer after me. To be saved, you have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Number one, you must believe that Jesus is the Son of God who came in the flesh through a virgin's womb by the Holy Spirit through the Immaculate Conception. Second, you must believe that Jesus died on the cross as the perfect sacrifice, once and for all sacrifice for our sins. Can I tell you today, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he came through a virgin womb. I believe he died on that cross as the perfect once for all sacrifice. He was not just wounded. He was not in a coma. He was graveyard dead because he was my sacrifice. He was your sacrifice. Number three, I believe that Jesus was resurrected, raised up on the third day by the power of of the Holy Spirit and he's alive and he's well right now. Does anybody else believe that today? And the last thing, look, if you're gonna be saved, then this, this right here, you must believe all of those previous things and this is the culmination that we must repent of our sins. The very sins Jesus died to free us from and we make him the sovereign Lord of our lives. That's biblical Christianity. It may not be American Christianity because in American Christianity, all you gotta do is say a little prayer, put your name on the church roll and go back to drinking and drugging and running around and all that stuff. But in Jesus' church, you're gonna be a different creature. How many of y'all different today? If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. He who the Son sets free is Free indeed. Somebody give the Lord a praise if you believe today. So before we move on, let me go ahead and say this. I need you to understand if you are not in a right relationship with Christ, nobody's going to beat you up, browbeat you. Nobody's going to talk down, talk low about you. But I need you to know this. I need you to come to Jesus. Everything we live, everything we do, everything we breathe for, folks, as a Christian should be, we want to bring people to Jesus. And if you'll let these things come into fruition in your life, I can guarantee you, Jesus may not change your circumstances around you, but I can guarantee you, if you will ask Jesus, if you will say, Lord, I believe all these things today. And that final thing right there, Lord, I repent of my sins. And Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I surrender. I give up. I believe you died on that cross because you love me and I'm giving myself to you. Come and be the Lord inside my heart and life. I can guarantee you folks, he will change you instantly on the inside. How many of y'all seen that happen in your own life? Somebody give the Lord a praise if you know that's the truth. Amen. Come on, how many of y'all believe Jesus still heals? How many of y'all believe Jesus still saves? How many of y'all believe Jesus still delivers? Hallelujah. And what I love about that passage right there, he said not only you will be saved, he said your whole household. God's after your whole family. So mamas and daddies, grandmas and grandpas, if you got somebody that's been going crazy, acting crazy, you know they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing to be right with God, and they know it too. I don't care how much they try to fake it. Look, you just keep on loving God. Let him do his thing. Amen? Because the last time I checked, you know what this book says? The psalmist said, where can I go from your presence? 
If I go to the highest mountain, whoop, there you are. If I go to the lowest cavern in the ocean, whoop, there you are. You can't hide from him. You might as well go ahead and give up. He loves you too much. And if you got to pray a mama or grandmama, you better go ahead and give up because you ain't getting away from that. Yes, I said ain't. Okay, we good with that? Look at somebody tell them you love them today. All right, now, now, now you can start timing me. Now I'm going to start preaching. Miles, how y'all doing back there? You good? Y'all good? All right, I need you to keep that road back there under control. I just looked back and saw some rowdy people back there. For several months now, the Lord has been talking about, uh, talking to us, speaking to us about new wine, fresh oil, fresh fire, and anointing, the Holy Spirit. And folks, uh, for several weeks, I used Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 14. God talks about a season of harvest. He said, I'm gonna bring you your former rain, your latter rain, that is the rains, rainy seasons in the right time of harvest. God said, I'm gonna bring you new crops. I'm gonna bring you uh, new grapes or new wine. And how many of y'all know that wine bottles don't grow on vines? We talked about that a little bit last week. Grapes grow on the vines, right? And when he said your new oil, how many of y'all know olive oil bottles don't grow on the vine? Olives grow on the vine. So the grapes and the olives have got to be processed, crushed, given time and worked on to become the new wine and the fresh oil. And if God says he's gonna give us new wine and if he's gonna give us fresh oil, we better get ready for some crushing to go on. But he's doing it for his glory because all of these things with the new wine and the fresh oil, they are new seasons, folks. Everybody shout new season. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, one of the things that God, how many of y'all know this? God said several times throughout the scripture, he says, sing to the Lord a new song. Now, a lot of folk get choked up on that because they think you're not supposed to do that anymore. Well, let me tell you about a new song. A new song, when you sing a new song to the Lord, it will open up a new season for you. And the reason some folk living in the 1950s is because they're still singing 1950 stuff. Is this still working? If we want something fresh and we want something new, we need to find us a secret place with God. Come on, somebody. Psalms 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. How many of y'all know it's a secret because everybody don't know about it? Everybody can read Psalm 91.1, but hardly a few people ever find that secret place. You know why? Because you got to press into God to find that secret place with God. But when you find it, God begins showing you stuff and he begins depositing stuff inside your spirit. Now get this, how many of y'all want to be debt free? How many of you want your kids to be debt free? How many of y'all want to see God start doing miraculous signs and wonders through your life and through your kids' lives? How many of y'all got some wayward kids? Y'all know God's been talking a lot about those prodigals the last few months too. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all got some prodigals out there you've been praying for? Well, let me go ahead and tell you something. Start singing a song about those prodigals coming home. That Kendall Hodge Kennedy girl, she wrote a song. It's been out on uh, YouTube and stuff about the sons and daughters coming home. Man, I've been playing that thing like crazy because you know what? My wife, God gave my wife, we had been back home just a few weeks, which is hard to believe. I believe this Sunday is our second anniversary of being back home at Northview. Isn't that crazy? I don't know about anybody else, but it's been a blur of two years, right? (laughs) 
But listen, just a few weeks after we had been we had been back, and I forgot, I was back at the sound booth talking to uh, whoever's running the sound that day about something. She was up here doing doing her part of the service, and she said the Lord had given her a word about the prodigals of Northview. All the way back to, I'm talking adult men and women all the way back that grew up in the old church that are not serving God, not where they need to be with God, and God is calling those prodigals back home, and this is their home. How many of y'all crying out for some of those? Sing a new song. So guess what, folks? When you start singing a new song, God unlocks the supernatural and he unlocks the miraculous that comes along with that song because in that new song, God is mingling in new wine spiritually. He's mingling in fresh oil. He's mingling in fresh fire. And let's talk about that anointing thing just a minute. Are you ready? Can we talk about that anointing thing just a minute? Uh, I got like a two and a half minute video and I'm going to go ahead and say up front I put it together and it's kind of cheesy. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Because I used the Incredible Hulk from the 1980s. Bill Bixby, yep. Doctor, what's his name, Banner? But I need you to get an understanding of something. Hold, hold on just one second. I need you to get an understanding of something. Whoop, I froze you. Let me get up. Yeah, go ahead and play it. Go ahead and play it. Isaiah 10, 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil.
hold up. Now, I want you to look at this passage right here, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, and a lot of people have probably heard this before, but I want to break this thing down just a little bit. Can I break it down with y'all just a little bit today? And it shall come to pass. I'm going to read it through first. In that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. This is, this is King James, and we're going old school today. Shall be taken off from away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Now I need you to hold on and look at this just a minute because in this passage the prophet is speaking in a very vigorous language of predictive prophecy. And what he is saying right here, I love it. And if you hadn't marked this in your Bible or your smart device, you may want to go ahead and do that because the, the, the prophet here is not playing around. Look what he says. Danny, he didn't say it might come to pass. He didn't say the potential is there. He said it shall come to pass. Look at somebody and tell them that today. It shall come to pass. Can I talk to any born-again, spirit-filled believers in here today? I need you to understand that when God tells you something, you need to be bold about it. I don't know about anybody else, but it's about time. I'm about tired of seeing these Christians today that tuck their tail between their legs and want to just put a muzzle on themselves and sit down like they're supposed to be the devil's lap dog. The last time I checked, we're supposed to be God's guard dog, and I think we need some junkyard dogs up in the house of God today. Wolf. It shall come to pass. The prophet wasn't beating around the bush here. He wasn't telling these people, listen, if y'all do everything perfect, this is what God's gonna do for y'all. Let me tell you something. God is God whether you're nice or good or bad or wrong. I didn't get no help. Y'all went around, uh, you know what? Uh, Kim and I went to Kel Crumpler's dad's funeral the other day. Beautiful, beautiful, amazing funeral. Beautiful man. Uh, but when I got up there and was speaking to folks in the line, his mama said, Kel's mother said, rewind for me. <laughs> and I stood there and I was like, I was, I was looking around like, what? Did I miss something? She said, rewind for me. And I forgot she had been to church here before. So you know what? Sometimes you just got to rewind stuff, say it over again. So, so I did that for her, made her day. <laughs> so let me rewind this and say it again. It's about time for the church, the body of Christ, to step up and boldly declare what this book says. It's amazing to me that every group has come out of the closet in America and the church went in the closet and deadbolt locked the door. Now, I ain't got any problem with any groups coming out of the closet. That's up to anybody. Look, I love everybody, so I'm not slinging mud, so don't hear what I'm not saying. But at the same time, I believe every child of God, every born-again, spirit-filled, let me just hold on right here. How many of y'all saved? Raise your hand at me just a minute. Wave it at me. Y'all saved? Born-again? Y'all do understand the Bible says, Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, he said, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Y'all understand that? 
Now we believe there's a baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said in Acts 1.8, you'll receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. But how many of y'all understand when you say, Lord, forgive me of my sins, Titus even says it. He says the Holy Spirit comes inside of you and he cleanses you and the Holy Ghost of heaven. Oh man, Romans 8, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now dwells in your mortal bodies. So that same Holy Ghost power is resident inside of you. I need you to understand you're already anointed whether you know it or not. I ain't getting no help up here. I'm gonna rewind that and say it again. That's for your mama, Kel. You are anointed whether you know it or not. High five two people. Tell them you're anointed child of God whether you know it or not. I wish I could get somebody to help me preach just a minute because when I wake up, my body's not wanting to cooperate. I'm still anointed. When I wake up and start my day and my mind has a deluge of hellish attack, I'm still anointed. Come on, somebody. When everything around me is going contrary, I am still anointed by the Holy Spirit of God. Somebody give him a praise today. It shall come to pass. It shall. Boy, if I could get about three people to get that in their spirit, man, I believe we could change Scotland County, Moore County, Hope County, Robinson County, Richmond County, Marlborough County. It shall come to pass. Anybody highlighted that or underlined it in your Bible yet? It shall come to pass. Look what he said. Now look what he said. In that day. Y'all see that? That day. Somebody shout, that day. I need you to understand, folks, God's working on particulars. Oh, I wish I could talk to three people today. God's, Josh, God's working on specifics. He's not just rolling the dice. He's not playing spin the bottle to see who he's gonna get to kiss on today. He's working on specifics. Come on now. Job said, oh, that he would remember my day. When Job lost everything, when Job was all the way down, he is, in, he is at the bottom of the barrel, y'all. And, uh, you know, God took everything except his wife. And after a while, he probably wanted to give her over to God too. Come on, y'all. When she's saying just curse God and die, you know, he probably want to say, could I have not picked somebody else to keep here and you take her? But in all that's going on here, folks, Job said later in the book, he said, oh, that God will remember my appointment. You know why? Because Job knew God works by appointment. God works by specifics. God is a detailed God, y'all. And he knew God had already set a date in God's calendar book that he was going to whoop, turn this thing around for Job and God's going to bring restoration to him. I need everybody under the sound of my voice, whether live or watching this online, live or archived, I need you to understand this today. God is working on specific details and it shall come to pass in that day. God's got some appointments for your life that is scheduled. It's your that day. And when it comes to pass, I don't care if the devil doesn't like it or like it. I don't care if hell brings a battalion of demons to camp out in your front yard. When that day comes, hell nor high water is going to be able to stop what 
is going to do. If you believe that, give him a praise. I'm just telling you what the word says. And it shall come to pass in that day. Now look at here, look at here, look at here. That his burden, not God's burden, the adversary's burden. Look at two people say there's a big old devil out there. Well, maybe he's not as big as we think we is. Dr. Kelly Varner said he was just a mouse with a microphone. He just talked big. Made you think he was big. In fact, if you read the prophet, when, 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 when they finally see him at the end of time and Satan is marched down, he's just a little imp. In fact, it said, Danny, does it not say that they're going to look at each other and shake their heads? They're going to say, is this is him that shook the nations? That's it? But he's still spirit being. We're spirit being living in a natural realm. But a lot of us natural realm livers, we don't know how to operate according to the spirit realm that we're supposed to operate in. So we try to fight supernatural powers with natural means. We fight headaches with Tylenol. We fight cancer with uh, chemo. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what if it's not all natural? So it's quiet up in this Holy Ghost filled church today. Mm-hmm. His burden. The prophet right here is saying, you've got an adversary. You've got somebody that's been heaping stuff on your back. If you would, some, some of the writers and commentators would call this, Israel is referred to as a beast of burden here. In other words, uh, you should be a stallion carrying the king, but the enemy has put you down to carrying a load of stuff for him. I'm not going to tell you what I wrote in my journal. I'll let some of you read it later. But anyway, that's just between me and you and the Lord. His burden is not your burden. Look at somebody say, most of the stuff you carry in is not your stuff to carry. Tell somebody that. Most of the stuff you're carrying is not your stuff to carry. Most of the stuff that you're worried about isn't even your stuff to worry about. It's the stuff that your adversary's been piling on. Come on, somebody. Most of the doubt, the fear, and unbelief, that's not yours. That's the adversaries. It's his stuff. It's his burden. Look what it says. Look, I want you to just look at the scripture. It shall come to pass in that day that his, your adversary's burden, shall be taken away from off your shoulder. How many of y'all just want to throw some stuff off? I ain't getting no help. I got three people saved and born again and filled with the Holy Ghost up in here. The rest of y'all must like carrying around anger. The rest of y'all must like carrying around depression. The most rest of y'all must like working around in poverty and lack and fear and anxiety and low self-esteem and feeling unworthy and regret and anger and unforgiveness. Y'all must like that stuff. But I wonder if I got any folk in here today say that's not my burden to carry. That junk's not mine. It's not the will of God I carry that. So can I tell you today, his burden of addictions, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, sexual addiction, pornography, 
Come on, somebody. I don't care what label you put on it. If it's got you in bondage, it's an addiction. I don't care how much you look in the mirror and lie to yourself. If you can't shake it off and walk away from it, you're in bondage to it. But I'm here to tell you today that the anointing of God, the anointing of God, I'm not talking about the latest self-help program and I'm not just talking about you using some psycho-cybernetics, the manual of the mind. I'm talking about a source that is bigger than you are. I'm talking about the God that created the heavens and the earth will come into your situation and he will cause that burden to be lifted off of you. I wish somebody would give the resurrected Lord a praise in this house. Come on, somebody. Poverty is not my burden. Lack is not my burden. You know what? If it doesn't come from God, it's coming from another source. And God didn't call me into poverty. In fact, he revealed himself to me as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord my provider. He revealed himself to me as El Shaddai, the multi-breasted one, the all-sufficient one. I ain't getting no help, but I'm gonna preach my heart happy up in here. The last time I checked, the psalmist had these words, you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. I need some folk to get close to me. I got some overflow I need to give away. Fear and anxiety, this culture that we live in, I don't care if you watch Fox, CNN, HNN, or any other NN. Even TBN will mess you up sometime. It'll put all kind of fear and anxiety on you. But the last time I checked, fear and anxiety, fear and anxiety does not come from God. In fact, I read this book a bunch of times, and over and over in it, I keep seeing these words, fear not. Fear not. In fact, it's been speculated. It's in the book 365 times. Fear not. So one for every day of the year, God is reminding you to fear not. Well, I don't have to fear because let me tell you, God revealed himself to me as Jehovah Nisi the Lord my banner and my victory. You know what that is? That's when you're going out to battle and those guys grab that standard flag and they walk out in front of the troops. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not carrying a furled uh, piece of fabric. I'm lifting high blood-stained banner of the cross of Jesus. He is my banner. And can I tell you right now, the blood of Jesus still has power, power, wonder work and power. In fact, the book of Revelation says that they overcome the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they love not their lives even unto the death. I wish somebody would thank Jesus for the blood-stained banner today. low self-esteem and a lack of worth that's not from God I'm going to say that again that is not from God I'm going to say that one more time that is not from God can I get a witness today that is not from God so get this in your heart and get this in your spirit man today 
that you are the chosen inheritance. I think Miss Regina might have referred to that when you were quoting, was that Ephesians chapter one, chapter two? Colossians one, there you go. I knew it was somewhere in there, one of those books because Paul talks about it in Ephesians and in Colossians about you are the glorious treasure. You are the chosen inheritance. Look at somebody and say, God put a price tag on you. Do you understand that? Do you understand what I am telling y'all today? Do y'all understand that God looked down in the earth and he saw you when you were just a thought? Come on, somebody. When you were just a thought, God. I love the way Dr. Kelly Barner said it before there was time when there was no space that God met together and God had it set down. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And in that set down, God walked through every increment of time that would ever come out of that. And God had a discussion. He talked about Chris Owensby, Pastor Chris. He talked about Pastor Faye. He talked about Joshua Bullis. He talked about, uh, what's your name again? First time guest here. Oh, Jeannie Whitehead, yes. Welcome back home, Miss Jeannie. He talked about all of us. He called your name out. And God, in listen now, in God's infinite imagination, he put designs to what you would look at, your color eyes, your color hair, your color skin. Everything God designed you in that moment, you became a reality, even though you were in God's imagination. But even in your imagination, God loved you so much. I wish I could get some help. So when you read the book in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, it says, that Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. So while God was talking about you, God also saw that you were gonna fall into sin through Adam. So in that same conversation, Jesus Christ, God's son, said to the father, I will go for them. Do you understand at that point, God put a piece, a, a sense of worth on you that you could never sink your mind into. So when the devil comes to bring his burden of a lack of self-worth or inferiority, you need to remind him, fool, seriously? The Lord rebuke you. Because I am of infinite worth. In this world, you might can put a price tag on me with my uh, assets and my cash and life insurance policies. You might can put a dollar amount on my life here in this world. But in the eyes of God, you can never, you don't have a spreadsheet big enough, you don't have a computer fast enough to mark down and to calculate how much I am worth to my Father in heaven. I wish somebody would get that in your spirit and give the Lord a praise. How long I've been preaching? Two minutes? I forgot to look at the clock. Okay, I'll start timing now. And it should come to pass in that day that his burden, look at here, look at here, look at here, shall be, shall be, somebody shout that out. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, stop right there. Some folk been leaning on that crutch so long It's brought you so much attention. 
people feel sorry for you. They help you. They love you. They, they hug your neck. They give you money. All because of that thing you've been carrying around. So when God comes up and says, here, let me have that. Let me take that away. No! Don't take it away from me. I like this poverty. I like stuff bad in my life so people will feel sorry for me. And God's like, give me that. Take it away. You got to let it go. Look at somebody say, you got to let it go. God wants to take it away, so you got to let it go. Danny, would you bring my sweat towel back to me now, brother? I got a little inside the moment there. I would have I thrown it to you, but anyway, I hadn't wiped sweat with it yet today, but, but it's coming now. When it gets a little damp, it just throws straighter, so be ready. Do not let this hit land in the face. Look at somebody say, he's going to take it away. Look at, look at, look here. I need somebody to pay very close attention. I'm about to wrap this thing up right here. Listen to me. God does not want to help you with some things. Some things you're beyond help with. And I'm not being ugly with that. There are some things that God himself and only God is going to be able to do for you. And you've got to take your hands off of those things and let him do it. My, my wife on Mother's Day when, when she and her mother spoke tag team and they spoke on Mother's Day, one of the things she said, I don't know if anybody got this, but I hope somebody did. She said, sometimes mothers, y'all try to help those kids so much, you're not helping, you're aiding and abetting. And sometimes when you say, I'm letting God deal with this, you need to let God deal with it, and you take your hands off and quit trying to fix it for God. She said it nicer than that. She's the good cop. I'm the bad cop. The burden, his burden. Look at somebody one more time and say, it's not your burden. It's your enemy's burden. Be taken off your shoulders, look what it says, and his yoke from off your neck. Now, I like this, I like, I love God. Y'all, look, look, look. That little, that little soft-spoken, wimpy Jesus y'all been watching so many years on, on TBN, quit. That ain't him. I mean, you think Jesus is just going to sit down on the side of a mountain. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. There's 5,000 men plus women and children out there trying to hear what he's saying, y'all. He's making some noise. But here's what else. He doesn't just take the yoke off and say, here, let me help you. I got this. If there was a period right there, you could handle that. But there's not a period there. What does the rest of that verse say about that yoke thing? It shall be destroyed. 
That is from a Hebrew word because this was written in Hebrew. You know what that word means? It literally means to be decimated and splintered to the point you can't ever put it back together again. Oh, come on, you what? My God, my God, my God, my God. See, hold up, hold up. If you're taking notes, write these two words down. Relief, R-E-L-I-E-F, relief. Versus release, R-E-L-E-A-S-E. -E -E. See, some folks, when they struggle with problems and they struggle with strongholds and, and things in their lives that the enemy's done for so long, they, they get to the point, Pastor Faith, that they just pray and they help, they want God to give them some relief. God, just give me a little relief today, but they're still walking around with a problem. So tomorrow, the same thing that caused today's problems can show up again tomorrow. Can I tell you, folks, God doesn't want to just give you relief. He wants to give you release. I ain't getting no help up in here. See, he doesn't just want to help you with the problem today. He wants to unbuckle the thing that's got it strapped to your life and throw it off and then stomp on it until there's nothing left. I got four kids, so there's a lot of things in my life I have to relate to movies, like The Hulk, okay? Um, uh, 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 Monsters, Inc. Anybody? Takers? Anybody got any takers? I only saw two hands. Monsters, Inc. Boo. Y'all know, like at the end, when the little girl, boo, I took my daughter to that. She's like, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old. We're sitting down at the front. We were like in the theater by ourselves. We went to a matinee because my wife homeschooled them. So I would take her out. Her and daddy would go out and, you know, father, son, father, daughter date. We'd go out and I would train her. You know what? When you grow up, baby, and if you if you go out with a guy and he doesn't treat you the way daddy treats you, if he doesn't open the door, if he doesn't close the door, if he doesn't invite you, if he doesn't say thank you, and if he's not nice to you, you just call daddy. That was our understanding. So we, I took her to see Monsters, Inc., and we're sitting there. And y'all, I ain't gonna lie, okay? I'm tenderhearted when it comes to kids, all right? I, I, I'm just tenderhearted. So man, when that little boo started crying, I was done. <laughs> I ain't lying. I'm sitting there in that dark theater, and my daughter is like sitting over the chair pulling on me. Daddy, are you crying? No, I got allergies. Go get some more popcorn. Daddy, you're crying. Hush, girl, watch the movie. <laughs> but if you hadn't seen the movie, okay, so these little computerized, these monsters in, in the monster world, they, they were being coerced to go in and scare kids. So they have a door, this whole big inventory of doors that every child's closet bedroom door has a door there. And they put the door in this machine, opens the door so the monster can go in, scare the kids. The kids scream, and they bottle up that energy from the kids' scream, okay? So they, this monster, uh, what's his name? Anybody remember? Not, my, not Mike Kowski. Was Sully, yes. So he, he kind of falls in love with this cute little girl, and uh, she doesn't scare. She likes Sully, so she gets back into the monster rim. 
all right? And so when they get all this done and they get her back and they're trying to sell, tell Sally you can't interact with her anymore, they take her door and they put it through this chipper, this shredder. And this thing is just torn to pieces. And the movie ends pretty much with they have gotten all of these pieces and put it back together except for this one last piece and his little best friend comes up with it taped to a piece of paper and they put it in and Sully can go see little Boo again because the door will work. But folks, let me tell you something. As bad as that door was chipped up and cut up and whatever, let me tell you something. When God breaks the yoke, I ain't getting no help up in here. There's no amount of super glue the devil's got. There's no welding. Come on, somebody. There's no taping. There's no hammering. There's no chiseling. There's no putting it back together again. See, that's why I need folk to understand. Here we are on June the 4th in 2023. I need Northview Harvest Ministries. If we're going to be the regional ministry God has called us to be, we need to understand this. The anointing will lift the burden. It'll get rid of the burden, but it will also break the yoke. And we've got some yokes in people's homes, some yokes in people's lives, and some yokes all over this region we need broken. We got some yokes over neighborhoods that we need broken. We got high crime and high poverty and low income. We got high maintenance and low output areas that we need to break that yoke off of. And God is able. Let me hear somebody shout, God is able. Say it one more time, he is able. Now listen, 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 listen. The yoke shall be destroyed. Would you stand to your feet with me? Rolando, whoever you guys want to come up here and help me for a moment. I need you to look at this. The yoke from off your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Now if you don't know what a yoke is, imagine you get some donkeys or some oxen and they put them side by side, and somebody's going to make them a beast of burden. Either they got to pull a cart or they're going to have to pull a plow. So they put this thing around their neck like a big collar, and they hook them together, and then they hook the reins to that thing so they can control the animal. God doesn't want the God of this world, the little G-O-D, to control you. Amen. Hold up now. So God wants to break the yoke. Look at somebody say he wants to break the yoke. Listen to me. Because of the anointing. It's not how good you are. It's not how much money you give to church. It's not how nice you or polite you are to people. This isn't you. Do you hear what I'm telling you? You can't do this. This comes because of the anointing. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. But if you looked up that word anointing right here in the Hebrew, you know what it means? It means to be fat. I didn't want anybody to get offended up in here today. So I didn't use the word fat. Hashtag swole up. Because see, folks, let me tell you something. The literal, listen to me, 
the literal imagery here by the prophet is that you're going to bring some scraggly little defeated beast of burden in and the enemy's going to put all this stuff on his back. He's going to harness his neck up so that, so that the beast of burden is carrying this stuff about to die and he has no control of his own life because the enemy is controlling where he can go and when he can go there. But God's going to come in and God's going to take the burden away. He's going to take the worry away. He's going to take the fear away. He's going to take the unforgiveness away. He's going to take the regrets away. But then you still got this thing holding on to his neck with this scraggly little beat up beast of burden. But all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost starts pouring out fresh oil anointing. And in the Hebrew, what this implies is this little scraggly, defeated, arthritic looking animal all of a sudden starts bowing up. And that's why I had to use this, make this little film, because I didn't want to flex and bust up my suit jacket. Could you imagine what Miss Kim would, <laughs> Keith, could you imagine the talking Miss Kim would have gave me when I got home? So I didn't want to flex and bust up this jacket. But I need you to see this in the spirit now by faith. This little scraggly beast of burden, Pastor Faye, that the enemy thinks I've got him, I've got her, I've got total control, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit starts going, and he starts pouring in fresh oil from heaven. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, do y'all remember what happened with the Incredible Hulk right here? When David Banner, when he starts changing and he starts swollen up, he starts getting bigger and whatever. I don't care if they got chains on him, a straight jacket on him. When he starts swelling up, he starts breaking out. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, whatever the enemy's got on your life, whatever he's got in your mind, whatever he's got in your heart, you better hear me well. When the Holy Ghost starts standing up inside of you like the embassy marine of heaven and he starts flexing inside of you, I'm going to tell you right now, that yoke starts breaking off and falling down and the Holy Ghost of heaven heaven starts crushing it underneath his feet. He, the devil can never put it back together again. So he who the son sets free is free indeed. Somebody shout indeed. He who the son sets free is free. season of indeed freedom if you do I want you to race up around this altar let's close in prayer together today who wants to run who wants to walk into a new indeed freedom season of freedom a new season it's a new season a new season hear me y'all this isn't like season 25 episodes ago to revisit it this is something you haven't walked in before. This is something you haven't dreamed about before. God's about to open heaven and release some stuff into you. Listen, because of the anointing. So you know what? It's not up to me. It's not up to you. This is his plan. We're just putting ourselves under the spout where the glory is coming out. Let's pray together right now. I want you to just close your eyes, lift your hands to heaven. And I just want you, while we're praying, I just want you to say, Holy Spirit, fill me. 
Fill me, fill me, fill me up, Lord. I am, I am, Lord God, an empty vessel. I don't want to rely on yesterday or yesteryear's anointing. God Almighty, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray right now, Lord, release fresh oil anointing from heaven. Release fresh oil anointing from heaven. God, I pray that folk in here get swollen up right now. I pray they get swollen up right now in the spirit realm. I pray that the shackles that the enemies had them uh, chained up with, I pray, Lord God, right now that yoke, that the burdens are lifted, and I pray the yoke begins to splinter in the name of Jesus because of the anointing. Hallelujah. I release fresh oil anointing over you. I pray fresh fire. I pray a fresh wind from heaven. I pray fresh oil from heaven. I pray you see stuff by the Spirit of God you've never seen heretofore and beyond your wildest imagination. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray your joy. I pray your joy. I pray your joy would superabound. I pray your joy would superabound. I pray your joy would superabound. I don't know who that's for, but today I pray your joy will superabound. I pray that with this healing will come. I pray the supernatural be released. I pray the spontaneous supernatural break loose in your life, in your home, in your family. By the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You won't fail me. Sing it, y'all. Hallelujah. Sing that. He won't fail. He won't. He won't. He won't. Come on, let's just tarry here for a moment. I need you to say, Holy Ghost, make me swole up. Make me swole up.
Pastor Michael, make your way on up here, brother. Your burden being gone, that's not your work. It's his work. That yoke being destroyed, that's not your work. That's his. You know what my job and your job is? Our job description? We just stay close to him. Trevor and Rebecca, when Trevor held up, held up little baby Israel, Y'all didn't bring Israel home from uh, Sean Jenkins Children's Hospital at MUSC in Charleston. Y'all didn't bring him home, just set him over in the corner and say, all right, kids, you're on your own now, right? Nope. Seemed like I remember when Kim and I went over there the other night. He's got to have medication throughout the day and attentive care. Folks coming in throughout the week checking on him and y'all and all that stuff and the other beautiful little kids. In other words, y'all getting care and treatment. But folks, as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. If we're going to take care of that beautiful little baby like that, how much more do you think your father in heaven is going to take care of you? He's got you. He loves you. This is all about love, y'all. See, let me show y'all something. Let me show y'all something. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Let me get out of this. All right, let me show y'all something. Y'all ready? Who's been on my Facebook yesterday? Anybody? Y'all see that picture right there? That's Papa and little Emmett. Ain't he so cute? He looks just like Papa. It's my youngest little grandbaby. Of our four, of our five, we had four of them with us yesterday for my uh, oldest grandson turned eight, had his birthday party. We walked in, my granddaughter, Sailor. Sailor's how old now, baby? Nine. She come running up to me, hollering, Papa. I didn't say, get away from me, kid. I don't like you. You know what I did? I grabbed her, Maria, and I hugged her, and I kissed her all over her little head. You know why? Because Papa's wrapped right there. I love, 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 love what Pastor Bill Johnson from Bethel Church said. He said this. He said, God is crazy about you. He said, if God had a refrigerator, he'd have your picture on it. That's how much he loves you. Do you imagine, y'all? Imagine. When Mimi, I hear Mimi in there, if I'm working from home, I will know in the morning time if one of my, my daughter or my one of my sons or daughter-in-laws, if they've called Kim and they've got one of the grandbabies FaceTiming because all of a sudden I'm sitting in there with my doors closed and I normally can't hear thing in the house. It's pretty, pretty soundproof. But all of a sudden from somewhere in the house I hear, Hey, baby, it's Mimi. Mimi, so glad to see you. So I give Mimi a minute till I then I have to make my way in there and start looking over Mimi's shoulder. <laughs> now let me ask you a question. Me and Mimi, we're good people, but we're imperfect. How much more does your father in heaven, who is perfect, 
who is so much about love that the scripture says God is love, then how much more, Steve McQueen, how much more do you think God loves you than I love my grandbabies? And I act a fool over my grandbabies. How much more? He loves y'all. And see, he's got you right in the palm of his hand. He's got you. He's so good to us, y'all. He lifts the burden and he destroys the yoke because of the anointing. He is the anointing, y'all. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Christ means the anointed one. It's him. So, Father, today I'm going to pray over y'all and then I'm going to let Pastor Michael close y'all out. I'm going to pray over y'all and I'm going to bless you. Father, I bless these folk today. I pray that our, our hearts and our minds have been soft-soiled dirt because the plow of Judah prepared the way to receive the word of the Lord. And God, over this congregation today, I declare, the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace, his shalom. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Y'all show Pastor Michael some love. Have you enjoyed the Lord today? The Lord been good to you? Amen. I'm thankful to be on God's refrigerator, amen. I'm thankful to be on his refrigerator. He has us on his mind each and every day that we wake up. He thinks about you. He thinks about you. And I'm grateful for that today. Amen. Have you enjoyed the Lord? Is he good to us? Amen. Pastor Tim has already blessed you today, so I officially announce you dismissed. Amen. Love you guys.